When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. If you're new to the podcast, I'm the magazine editor, Holly Johnson, and my co-host Molly Pickering is our digital executive. We've both been vegan around five years and love bringing you all the latest news, reviews and vegan chat every week. Today is the second episode in our cookery series and Molly and I are chatting to vegan chef Bettina Campolucci Bordi about baking. If you missed last week's show with the happy pair, make sure you go back and have a listen. It really will transform your cooking. And just quickly, before we get started, don't forget you can hear more from us and stay up to date with podcast news by signing up to our newsletter at veganfoodandliving.com forward slash welcome. And you can also try an issue of Vegan Food and Living magazine for just 99p at veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast. Bettina, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to see you. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So you're a podcaster yourself, aren't you? You have um, done, was it one series you've done so far with Nikki Webster, What the Focaccia? We've done three. Oh, have you? Oh my (laughs) goodness. I'm behind the time. (laughs) Three series and actually hoping to do a fourth, uh, finding out if we have a sponsor tomorrow, fingers crossed amazing amazing so yeah hoping to do another season let's see yeah so tell us where it all started then how did you get into vegan cooking oh my gosh um I got into vegan cooking about 10 years ago um I was living in southern Spain so I lived in southern Spain for 12 years in total it's um where I finished I did my last year of uni I met my husband I kind of got stuck there wasn't meant to stay ended up staying for 12 years 
and started running wellness retreats and decided that I also wanted to cook on them because cooking has been a lifelong passion and it was an opportunity to sort of do what I've always wanted to do but never really did because I was more I was always front of house within the food and beverage industry but front of house and started cooking plant-based aka vegan food and also gluten-free which was very nichey 10 years ago and absolutely loved it first retreat went really well and I sort of banana slid into the wellness industry and then obviously vegan became a thing (laughs) so (laughs) right time and right place and then started doing brand develop uh, recipe development for brands cookbooks and yeah I've, I've got my hands stuck in a lot of pots basically <laughs> yeah. in the plant-based world <laughs> lots of vegan pies I mean what, pies. wellness <laughs> retreat running wellness retreats and cooking vegan food just sounds like the best job in the world and you were in Spain as well doing that I was in Spain doing that for my first sort of four years and then the sort of the retreat industry is one of those things it's how I started and I tend to jump out of it and go I'm not doing that anymore and then I get pulled and roped right back in so I still run retreats I do one in Bali every year obviously with what's been going on in the last two years that's not really been possible but hopefully fingers crossed next March and then I also freelance on retreats um especially with one company called Reclaim Yourself uh, that do retreats in weird and wonderful, amazing, incredible places like Mongolia and Ecuador. And oh my goodness. Hopefully going to India in October, so we'll see. Um, but I, I don't do as many as I used to. And now I run this uh, cookery school called a Retreat Chef Academy where I teach people how to become retreat chefs I just finished one last week which was great first one for this year amazing I think we need to go on this course Molly (laughs) I think we do as well India in October that sounds amazing such a good time to go yes we're going to three locations and the company I'm working with um Reclaim Yourself they uh do uh sustainable travel so it's all slow train journeys from sort of three different areas that we're going to be in so starting in Rajasthan then going to the Himalayas and then ending up in Goa on the beach oh my goodness me (laughs) that's so good I'm just thinking you know if you need any assistance perhaps we could help People seem to be really willing to offer their help. Yeah. Anything, anything you need, give us a shout. <laughs> well, we're going to focus on baking today, aren't we? Because um, it's kind of one of your fortes. Obviously, you have, I mean, just looking at the recipes on your uh, on your website, you obviously have a huge repertoire, but baking is one thing, especially gluten-free baking is something that you... Yes. Um, obviously enjoy um so should we start with egg replacements because I think it's the first thing that people kind of go what you're making a cake with no egg in it how's that going to work how's it going to rise I know my mum you know finds it very confusing indeed Um, (laughs) I was just about to say my mum as well she just has no idea I tell her about like flaxseed egg and she's just like "Hmm? what what (laughs) 
What is that? (laughs) (laughs) So there's kind of a mind boggling amount of things that you can use as um, replacement for egg, isn't there? There's flaxseed, there's aquafaba, which is the juice from a tin of chickpeas. There's apple sauce, smashed banana, silken tofu. How on earth do you know what to use in what kind of different, you know, thing that you're baking? I suppose. I mean, it, it depends on a lot of different factors, but you've you've literally sort of named all the egg replacements. Um, I think it depends on what type of flours you're using. If you're going to go with gluten free, you're going to need something that's more sort of juicy and uh, brings in moisture to your to your cake or, or, or whatever you're baking. Um if you're baking sweet or savory, again, it completely depends. I think um, I've got, so <laughs> my latest book, Celebrate, is, I'm using a lot of Aquafaba. <laughs> book plug. Right. Love that. Uh, by the way. <laughs> by the way, there's a lot of cake recipes here. So interestingly enough, in terms of baking, I decided halfway through writing my latest cookbook uh, that I was going to use flour again because my first two cookbooks are vegan and gluten-free. And it was really, really interesting because I thought, yeah, easy. I'll just start using flour again. Haven't really cooked with flour for the last six to seven years, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it is very, very different when you've worked with gluten-free flours for a while and then you're working with flour. So different flowers absorb different different amounts of uh moisture and i i would say aquafaba is fantastic i've used that a lot in both gluten free and sort of normal flour baking i also find that flax seeds work really well however flax seeds need to be ground um this and is you, my issue yeah is, i always kind of lead them a bit sort of i don't know grainy yeah, you need to grind them properly and it's okay. one, one tablespoon and, you know, not a proper tablespoon, not like a, a table spoon <laughs> <laughs> uh, with two tablespoons of water. And then you you make a real you, you've got to sort of like aerated and okay. it will be, and, and if you knew, use nut milk, it becomes creamier as well. So that's a really good egg replacement and chia seeds as well. Yeah. Um, again much better if you uh, grind them um but then equally things like um uh apple puree work really well things like sweet potato puree works really well i also find that carrot puree works really well it's um (laughs) there's so many i made some brownies not too long ago actually i must confess i'm a terrible baker vegan baking is just not my forte i just i think as you were saying about sort of like the heap teaspoons that it's made, like I'm, I really <laughs> struggle following the ingredients to what they're meant to be. So I'm working on it. We're, we're getting there, but I made some brownies with sweet potato and they were the best brownies I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah. Sweet potato is really good. And you know what? I, I like baking. I'm not sort of the scientific type of baker. I'm the type of baker that boshes everything into a blender. Love that. Blender cake. Who doesn't love oh, a blender cake? It's that, just yeah, <laughs> I am down with that. So a lot of my baking is 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 kind of like that. And when you work in a retreat chefing environment, you sort of 
if you're you're limited in terms of the equipment that you've got and a blender cake always saves the day because you can kind of put it anywhere. yeah it <laughs> saves the day in more than more ways than one <laughs> uh yeah i i agree sweet potato brownies amazing yummy <laughs> so a blender cake is that presumably chucking all the ingredients into the blender mixing it up and then you kind of put it like a tray bake type thing yes yeah lots of my cake recipes are exactly that um and obviously you sort of you can't eyeball <laughs> the the amounts of ingredients but if you just chuck everything into the blender whiz it up so that it's a nice and smooth texture you you're you're actually going to be fine yeah so in terms of like whisking a lot of recipes you know like the egg kind of you do you need to whisk longer with vegan baking to kind of get more air into things that's something I've I've read again I am rubbish at baking so you <laughs> this literally fast for us I know yeah <laughs> uh well it depends I mean with sort of plant butter and stuff like that if you want to get it nice and creamy obviously with sort of a handheld blender that works really well um I I I love a handheld blender. I don't have a KitchenAid or anything like that, even though I do a lot of recipe development. Um, in terms of aquafaba, this is a tricky one. That needs time. I mean, put put a good Netflix series on while you're whisking your aquafaba <laughs> because it takes a good 10 to 15 minutes. You're stood there. Oh, wow. That is a long time. Yeah. Even with the electric whisk, the handheld whisk. 10 to 15 minutes and actually if you this is a really good trick if you squeeze a little bit of lemon juice into the aquafaba it sort of helps it keep its shape Uh, but it takes a a good 10 to 15 minutes to whisk it up and a good trick is to just take the bowl and do that over your head that always scares me (laughs) sounds Um, like you're gonna get severe arm ache doing that (laughs) definitely need a kitchen aid your no yeah kitchen aid anything like that but no a good old handheld whisk is fine so what about yorkshire puddings because molly and i are sort of more into savory aren't we um and i have made yorkshire puddings before using a gas oakley recipe but they just you just don't get the rise on them do you can you yorkshire kind of, puddles that's yeah. what i have yorkshire yeah. puddles you know what I've not I've not mastered a Yorkshire pud really why are they so hard I just have to say it's just yeah it's uh not something not something that I've done unfortunately I reckon that's a good it's a good thing to try out and experiment with that might be my next challenge uh I get asked that question a lot especially especially since moving to the UK so I, I guess we can officially say that I'm challenged. I'll do something about that. Please. <laughs> we yeah. need it. <laughs> We've set you the challenge. We want to see the recipe and the uh, and the results on Instagram, please. <laughs> Great. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, another thing that my mum says a lot is that, you know, a lot of um, baking sort of sweet dessert recipes and, and vegan cakes are really high in sugar and fat and actually you know they're not healthier whereas you know a lot of us are going vegan for health reasons these days so um 
why why do they seem to contain more sugar is it to sort of add in that extra flavor when you're taking out things like the dairy and the eggs and how can what can we use to I completely disagree I think if you're making your own if you're making your own cakes and sweets at home you're sort of in control of what goes into Mm -hmm. your pot and you definitely don't need to add I don't find that you need to add loads of sugar and fat to make a cake delicious Mm. I mean from a from a packaging point of view and what's being sold into shops that might be the case but if you're making a cake at home from scratch there is no need to add more fat or sugar at all uh you don't need to do that okay yeah I, I would disagree Right, and especially yeah. with the homemade stuff, um, and with as with everything that is sort of that comes from a shop, you know, regardless if it's vegan or not, it can be high in sugar and fat. <laughs> yeah, very definitely. True. I suppose as well with um, there's lots of sort of natural sugars that you can use, like agave and sort of all of that other stuff. So you don't actually have to be relying on conventional sugar, and you know vegan butter as well you can be I think it's lesser in fat anyway so yeah absolutely and you know what you don't just you you can also use things like odorless coconut oil or just normal coconut oil you can use things like grapeseed oil Uh, I've made delicious cakes with olive oil actually there's a Mm -hmm. olive oil and pear cake on my blog which is delicious and it's (laughs) really good fat and not that much sugar and um I tend to sort of let the fruit do the talking so Mm. (laughs) if you're covering your cake in beautiful sliced pears that are sliced slightly softer or if you're filling your banana bread with you you know your your scrimply old (laughs) brown bananas that are hiding in a corner waiting to be put into banana bread you know the the browner your bananas the sweeter they are so utilizing and using all your ingredients to their best abilities is, I think, the way to go. And using seasonal produce like strawberries are in season at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need much addition to sort of make a delicious treat or dessert or anything that's uh, baked when you've got really sweet strawberries for example or any type of fruit Mm, my favorite puddings are the sort of fruitier ones I think recently in sort of vegan confections and sweets and stuff it's all salted caramel or just sort of chocolate flavored where is the fruit like I love all of those fruity flavors (laughs) where are they I do as well (laughs) um yeah no I totally agree you're quite big on kind of seasonal eating, aren't you? I know you were sort of chatting about it on your podcast. Um, it's sort of a, a recurring theme. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, eating seasonally is better for us. You know, we get more of the nu- nutrients out of the fruit and veg, and it tastes better. Where do you tend to source all your ingredients from? Um really depends I think um farmers markets I've got a really good farmers market uh here on Saturdays where I live I tend to obviously because of what I do I get sent a lot of produce that is in season so recently I've been sent asparagus Mm. peppers aubergines and tomatoes are coming into season uh watercress is another one um that's really good and 
in terms of seasonal eating, this is this is the start of many good things to come in the UK for at least a good sort of five to six months. So in terms of sort of stocking up on abundance, this is the time to be going to your farmer's markets. And, you know, even in shops, you'll find things that are in season and that are British. Um, and it's the time to sort of overeat on asparagus. Oh, definitely. <laughs> So that you can wait a whole year to have them again. Things like <laughs> strawberries and berries and peppers, like all of those things are going to taste so much better now. Um, and it's a good way of looking forward to things as well in terms of seasonality. So, And it's it tends to be surprised. And um, I know that a lot of people think that eating plant-based can be more expensive um but i i tend to disagree with that as well i think that there's a lot of choice in terms of seasonal and local veg boxes that are either organic or non-organic and you know a big box for for a family will cost 30 pounds a week and i always sort of likened it liken it um in the way that if you go to down the pub (laughs) you will spend 30 quid this quickly within an hour and you will have drunk a couple of drinks whereas you can get a full box of seasonal local grown vegetables that will last you for a week so yeah it's uh it's not that's the easiest way I think to incorporate sort of that aspect into your life and yeah. makes you cook with things that you might not buy normally, um, but that will taste great. Yeah, Definitely. I I sort of use the Riverford box, and I find it. I do feel like you save money in a way because you're not constantly going to the supermarket. You've got your yeah. staples there, and you've yeah. got your tins and things in the cupboard, and it's just kind of working out what you can make with what's in the box. And yeah, exactly. I I do find it's um it works for us anyway. So you mentioned cooking without flour. Can you still sort of bake gluten-free things with flour? Just obviously not your sort of standard white um, sort of plain flour or whatever you get from the supermarket. Um, sorry, what do you mean? If if you can bake with or without flour or with gluten-free flour? So so what? which flours are gluten-free? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, so which flowers are gluten-free loads of flowers are gluten-free um my favorite flowers are ground flour also known as chickpea flour buckwheat flour rice flour corn flour millet flour oat flour I mean there's so many different ones um but I would say my three sort of top gluten-free flowers are probably buckwheat gram and rice flour that I use the most and then in terms of flours containing gluten uh, you've obviously got white flour spelt rye uh, brown wholemeal flour all of those flours contain gluten Um, ancient grains like spelt and rye contain less gluten and yeah there's quinoa flour as well and actually quinoa and buckwheat are seeds um, and not grains. So to confuse you even, con- to confuse you even more. <laughs> Why were you cooking without flour then? What's the sort of benefits of that? In terms of when, when I started cooking on retreats, I um, it was really popular to do juice detoxes at the time. And 
I co-founded the retreats and obviously started cooking on them. And we chose to do vegan food and gluten-free because we wanted people to eat food (laughs) 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 Uh, and not juice and sort of showcase what a varied diet you can have being vegan and gluten-free. Um, and that also sort of challenged me to work with different types of flowers, different types of ingredients. Because we started them in southern Spain, I went to farmers markets and sourced all my produce seasonally and locally because it was the cheapest and tastiest way of sourcing food. And that's sort of been the backbone of the type of cooking that I do ever since. Um So it was purely sort of a rule that I started with because of my business partner at the time. And then I kind of stuck with it because I thought it was much more interesting than cooking with flour. And obviously with people coming on the retreats and being inspired and having transformations, the whole point was to rather than have the attitude of this is what you can't have during a week, I wanted to showcase this is what you can have and these are the options. There isn't just one flower. There's 15 different flowers and this is how you can use them. There's not one type of tomato. There's lots lots of variety. And it's um I always use the example of rice. There's a few varieties of rice available, but there's actually 600 different varieties. Wow. <laughs> More than 600 different types of varieties. <laughs> Like a simple thing like that is mind blowing. And that's just one thing. So you can imagine with all the things, all all the ingredients around the world, there's there's so many options, which is exciting. It's still exciting because you always discover something new. It's crazy, isn't it? There's been a lot in in the press, hasn't there, about, you know, we need to sort of tap into like the problem with the wheat in Ukraine. You know, we're not using half the resources that we could be. um, And there's, you know, there's grains in, say, Africa that they eat a lot um, that we're not, you know, we've never even heard of. So I think, you know, over the next sort of five to 10 years, we will see a lot of change in that kind of area. Yeah, Um, definitely. I think as well, like Western supermarkets, they are so limited in what they stock. And as you said, there's such a a range of, as you say, from rice to flour. Like I sort of um, go gluten-free like sort of now and again. Um, And just sort of, even from the little bits that I do, you can just sort of play about with ingredients, like blending up oats and just using that as flour. You know, it's just simple things like that, that is just so easy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's about variety. And I think um, most importantly, it's to support soil, soil health is if there's Mm -hmm. anything that we should be doing collectively. uh, If you're a vegan or not vegan, whatever label you're you're under um, is to preserve the soil and the variety of um, what we're growing at the moment. And that is true sustainability um and it's something that we should all collectively be doing because we will run out of harvests and top layers of our soil if we don't if we're if we're not careful and we're talking years not not hundreds of years uh years down the line yeah it's pretty scary stuff isn't it's it definitely something that we all need to do something about um which is why it's important where we get our food from 
and where we sort of put our support and and purchasing power. Yeah. So what would be your kind of foolproof vegan cake recipe, perhaps a seasonal one that's really good to, you know, sort of utilizing lovely summer fruits that we've got available right now? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I think a good sponge. I mean, you can fill a good sponge with anything. Obviously, it's the Jubilee next week. So I'm thinking (laughs) sponge, cream, and strawberries. Classic. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can always, you can just top that up with with anything that's in season but at the moment strawberries are pretty hot yeah um so that would be my go-to uh there's a gluten-free recipe and a gluten recipe I think lurking around on my website um and in my books so yeah always good sponge you can just vary that with anything yeah what what cream do you use then do you use like a supermarket particular supermarket brand yes <laughs> you can make your own cream uh but i use a particular supermarket yeah. brand which which one i'm not use? sponsored by <laughs> you can tell us you can tell you us sponsor me <laughs> um, i use i use oatly so yeah. they've got a and maybe I'm biased because I did grow up in Sweden. So I, I lived in Sweden from the age of 11 to my early 20s. Uh, and I'm partly Scandi. Uh, Scandi people do things well, by yeah, the way. They do. <laughs> side note. They do a uh, vanilla whippable cream. And they also do like a white cream that's whippable. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. I know. Um, I like Coatly. Yeah, I'm, I'm biased, but it's the one I use. It's just so easy, isn't it? And just it's everywhere you go, you can just grab a pack. I yeah. don't think I've ever thought about making my own cream. That sounds like such a mission. Yeah. I'm. I can. I'll just pick up some Oatly. It's fine. Other brands are available, of course. I also, <laughs> I also think. I also think that you know people that cook with normal cream. It's like you would never dream of telling a chef, oh, do you not make your own cream? Mm. So like, why, why yeah. wouldn't you go and buy a really good <laughs> shop? It's like <laughs> exactly the same thing. You wouldn't even question it. <laughs> yeah. I see that um, going back to, we were talking about Nikki, who you did uh, What the Focaccia podcast with. Um, I see she's created a Jubilee trifle, which again is quite heavily laden with cream and strawberries. It looks really good. I love a trifle. The best dessert, in my opinion. Yeah, It is the best dessert. Yes, I saw that. Um, it's great. I love a trifle. I love custard. Oh, um, me too. Love custard. It's like my thing. Thank you so much, Patina. You've been amazing. It's been, um, well, we've certainly got some tips in there, Molly, so we can so many. actually... You know, we've got no excuse now. <laughs> and we'll keep an eye out for that Yorkshire pudding recipe so we can perfect that as well for our Sunday race dinners. Yes. Oh my gosh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Really good fun. And if anybody needs any baking tips, obviously you can find me on Bettina's Kitchen on Instagram and on my website. And let me know how you get on with your with your baking. We will. We will. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
So we can all be vegan baking pros now, um, like Bettina. If you have any of your own baking tips to share, you can email simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk and we'll share them on um, our next episode. Be fantastic to hear them. Next week, Molly and I are back on Thursday and we're chatting to Katie Bescow. She's an author of numerous cookbooks and she's all about cooking with just a few ingredients. So we're going to get loads of tips for just, you know, whacking a few ingredients in a pan and creating an amazing vegan meal. In the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.